pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Coming up, Premier Scott Moe suggests possible trade retaliation against China over the canola trade dispute. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton and Watrous, New Holland. Working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina. Specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry Shepherd at 352-1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today. Partly cloudy skies. Wind southwest 30. The high 7. The low minus 7. And we have reached our forecast high for the day. Wednesday, sunny skies. Wind south 30, the high 8. 60% chance of evening flurries tomorrow and the low minus 1. Thursday, clearing skies, the high 12, the low 0. Friday, partly cloudy, the high 11, the low 0. Saturday, clearing skies, the high 8, the low minus 1. Sunday, partly cloudy, the high 11, the low plus 1. Monday, cloudy, the high near 12. Normal high is 16 for this date, the normal low plus 1. The sun rose at 5.36 this morning. It sets at 8.15 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot is Kindersley at 10 degrees. The cold spot up north, Stony Rapids, minus 9. Estevan is 5, Saskatoon 8, Swift Current 4, Weyburn and Yorkton both 7. Regina cloudy and 7, that's 45 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the south, southwest 23, gusting to 39. Humidity 46%, thermometer dropping 102.4. Moose Jaw is cloudy and 6, winds are from the southwest at 22, gusting to 31. Once again, Regina cloudy and 7, that's 45 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. Agri-News is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers Ag Division. Forget the rest, sell with the best online at mcdougallauction.com. Premier Scott Moe says potential trade retaliation against China might be the next step to deal with the canola trade dispute. Moe is worried about the impact on farmers from China's refusal to accept Canadian canola and has asked Ottawa to take quick action. Moe told reporters in Regina yesterday, it's time to seriously talk about how to get China's attention. It's time for us now, I think, to look at other opportunities that we may have. Uh, we've had a long and valued trade relationship with the nation of China from Saskatchewan's perspective. And if that relationship is, uh, is uh, deteriorating in the way that we, we have boats uh, uh, full of canola that are waiting to unload in, uh, in Chinese ports, um, we need to be reciprocal in our, in, our, uh, in our scrutiny of imports coming from that nation into the west coast of Canada. Opposition leader Andrew Scheer has suggested Ottawa launch a formal trade complaint against China at the World Trade Organization. Mo is scheduled to meet with the Prime Minister today on the canola trade dispute. 
Mo is asking for an extension of the canola cash advance, interest-free to all farmers. The best option uh, we see, and uh, many producers see, uh, that would be uh, encompass a broader, uh, a broader uh, producer group than just the canola farmers is the cash advance program, which would be simple, it would be quick, and it would be low cost, um, and it would not be it would be trade compliant with uh, the agreements uh, that we have. Uh, second, uh, we need to engage with that trade relationship, whether it be diplomatic, scientific, an appointment of an ambassador, or whether we st we continue uh, to look at our reciprocal trade uh, uh, relationship. We've had a long and, and healthy trade relationship with China that, that at the moment uh, isn't working uh, uh, to our benefit and we need to be reciprocal in uh, ensuring that the products that are arriving here from China are receiving exactly reciprocal uh, treatment as our products are that are going into China. Mo does not suggest tariffs but reciprocal trade treatment tensions are high and, and the stakes are high in uh, in our economy uh, and in our opportunities uh, here this summer. So I don't know that you can escalate the tensions any higher. I think we need to ensure that we uh, are treating our trading partners in exactly the same way that they are treating us and we need to ensure uh, that we uh, have the ability to sit down and, and negotiate how we move forward with all That's of our trading partners. Mo adds discussions are underway with the federal government about the agri-stability program. Prime Minister Trudeau says an announcement on the canola file is coming later this week. Damage to pastures is extensive following a wildfire in the Bigger area last week. Bigger is about 350 kilometers northwest of Regina. The blaze took four days to control and burned an estimated 22,000 acres of grass and bush. Bob Heather farms eight miles west and two miles south of Bigger on the edge of the Argo bush where the fire occurred. Bob farms with his son Ryan. They have just over 200 purebred and commercial cows. The 17 quarters of land that those animals grazed on was damaged by the fire. There's little spots that aren't, aren't affected too much. We ha also have damage from fire guards and stuff that were put in to save houses and stuff like that. But yeah, most of it was affected. Heather says many producers were affected by the wildfire and he describes the Argo bush. It's 15 miles square, sort of, of mainly poplar bluffs and in spots it's just solid bush. There's very few trails through, very hard to, to fight fire in it, like there's no access to most of it with any kind of trucks or big machinery, so it's, it's very sandy land. It's, you know, it needs to be just grass and trees, really. It's just, it's very sandy. And Heather says miles and miles of fence were destroyed, adding the wire even burned and will likely need replacement. Some of this grass will come back really fast, I think, because some of the fire just skimmed over the top and burnt it off really quick. But wherever it burns slow, I think it's going to be a year or two before it recovers back to what it was anyway. Heather says the entire community battled the bigger wildfire. It was very tiring because yeah, yeah. <laughs> most of us never slept for two days or three days. And there was uh, lots and lots of people here to help. We had all kinds of discs and tractors and water tankers and, and then the fire departments from all over here. Heather says no farm homes were lost, but the fire reached very close to one home. He says alternate hay supplies are scarce because of very dry conditions over much of west-central Saskatchewan. So far, he's feeding his cattle on a nearby stubble field, but he likely will have to sell some of his herd. Coming up, the stock growers launch a wildfire relief fund for bigger area producers. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. The Saskatchewan Stock Growers Association has launched a relief fund to help ranchers in the bigger area affected by last week's wildfire. Stock Growers President Bill Huber says the stock growers is collecting whatever people can offer. 
He says losing thousands of acres of grass is a devastating setback for producers in the bigger area. Well, from what we've heard is that there's, you know, over 20,000 acres of grasslands and pastures and hayland that's been burnt and destroyed by fires and, and approximately, you know, 50 to 70 or 75 miles of fence that's, uh, that's burnt and has to be replaced. A lot of hay fields and grazing pastures, you know, totally burnt off. Huber says the wildfire is a major disruption at this time of year. Well, timing is bad. A fire any time of the year is devastating, but this time of the year, producers went into winter. We've had a, a fairly cold February. It wasn't a, a tough winter. You know, it's nothing going on record as being a tough winter, but hay supplies were short last fall for a lot of producers. Pastures were overgrazed last year in a lot of cases. So a fire in that area now is, is just going to add to the the stress and the, and, the, and the need for more grass and hayland. And, and uh, this grass probably, we're looking at severely dry conditions now in that part of the province. And are we going to get rain? We always hope and pray we do, but there's no guarantees. Huber says it remains very dry in many parts of the province. It is. And, uh, you know, that grass, it may, some of it may come back. It's depending on varieties, whether it's, you know, seeded grass or native grass. But the chances of it making a, an establishment early enough for, for summer grazing, especially spring grazing, and, a, and the possibility of cutting hay on some of the hayland is those op- options aren't there right now. And producers are going to be looking for places to move cattle to, whether they rent pastures or find places to put them. There's going to be added costs for renting these pastures or custom grazing and trucking costs to move cattle or feed. So it's not a good situation for any producer up there that's lost any amount of grass. Huber was asked about livestock feed supplies. Producers are a resilient bunch of guys, us cow guys, and uh, and we make do and neighbors get together. In fact, I'm in a tractor right now going to, to load a few bales of hay for a neighbor that's pretty much right out just to help them out to get through the next couple of weeks. Most producers are close to out of feed or some are already out and they've made do with feeding some straw and mixing pellets and a little bit of grain and uh, and most producers have got by but but it's uh, it's not looking good in this area and in the bigger area for any hay crops even if there wasn't a, a fire so the, the fire just adds to the devastation and the, and the stress on producers. Huber was asked if some producers are considering downsizing their herd. Well, I haven't talked to many producers. There isn't been many that have that have t- talked to me about anything like that yet. Certainly, that's something they might be thinking of going forward. Uh, you know, we're always optimistic that it is going to rain and, and grass will grow and there'll be some hay. And there's, you know, there's always the opportunity to grow uh, cereals and oats or barley or whatever for green feed and silage that'll uh, that'll make uh, excellent feed for the winter. The stock growers have put together a fund for producers in the bigger area, similar to a fund that was set up for victims of wildfires in the fall of 2017. Well, we're doing exactly the same thing. We're just putting the message out there that we're here to help, and we're, we're looking for cash donations, we're looking for a trucking assistance, any feed that anybody has to sell at a, at a reasonable cost, or even maybe donate, and pasture, if somebody knows where there's pastures to rent, or, or some availability of grass where, where producers can move cattle to. So those are some of the things also looking for um, you know anybody that has any fencing materials or posts whether it be our co-ops or retailers that have you know that are in the business of selling fencing products maybe they're in the mood to donate a little bit towards this uh, worthwhile project. 
Huber says Saskatchewan people are generous. They sure are, yeah. They, it sure proved, uh, you know, in the fall of 2017, the fires at Burstall and Wood Mountain uh, producers banded together and, and uh, they worked together. and They made it go and it, it was certainly appreciated by every producer that received some little or small donation. So it was great. Bill Huber farms at Lipton and is president of the Saskatchewan Stock Growers Association. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hollow's Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. And at her seat in processing, just east of Regina off Highway 33, call 522-1668. Grain prices were showing downward movement in early trading this morning. Viterra prices for canola fell 50 cents at 382.52. Oats dropped 473 at 212.95. Number one red spring wheat went down 34 cents at 191.96. The rest were unchanged. Durham 215.84. Feed barley 172.63. Flax 512.21. Yellow peas $210.54. Feed wheat 196.98. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, July wheat is down a half cent at 507 a bushel. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia 642-4180 or Weyburn 842-4574. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of April 30th. It was Assiniboia's turn for a regular sale last week. The market has been picking up on slaughter cattle. Heiferettes sold from $1.05 to $1.15. D1 and D2 cows sold from $0.87 cents to $0.97 cents with the odd sales up to a dollar. D3 cows sold from $0.70 cents to $0.85. Cents. Counter cows sold from $0.40 cents to $0.60. Cents. And good butcher bulls sold, sold from $1.05 to $1.15. We had our last pre-sorted calf and yearling sale for the spring here on Monday. The market was strong, but it has leveled off a bit. 500 to 550 pound steers averaged $2.41 and sold up to $2.55. 550 to 600 pound steers averaged $2.28 and sold up to $2.47. 600 to 650 pound steers averaged $2.16 and sold up to $2.39. 650 to 700 pound steers averaged $2.07 and sold up to $2.25. 700 to 800 pound steers averaged $1.93 and sold up to $2.09. 800 to 900 pound steers averaged $1.78 and sold up to $1.86. And steers over 900 pounds averaged $1.69 and sold up to $1.74. Heifers were about 20 cents back from the steers. Some of the highlights from the sale were a group of 550 pound black steers at $2.47 a pound, a group of 600 pound black steers at $2.00 and 39 cents a pound, a group of 650 pound black steers at $2.18 a pound, a group of 700 pound black steers at $2.09 a pound, a group of 800 pound exotic steers at $1.86 a pound, and a group of 900 pound exotic steers at $1.74 a pound. This has been Stephanie Dagg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets cattle and the prices too. And now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 7,200 hogs Monday. Selling in a range of 196 to 197 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 6,900 head. Selling in a range of 195 to 196 per CKG. Ham's cash hog price today is down. Four contract prices opened higher this morning. On Monday, the Canadian dollar was up one basis point, with the daily exchange rate at 1.3456. 
The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 74.38 cents US. US cash markets are backing off from their recent strength, but still remain amid historical highs for this time of year. While the market is anticipating stronger domestic demand as grilling season ramps up, the export market has proven to be less than stellar. A rapid increase in the price of U.S. pork is cited for the most recent export report showing year-over-year reductions in all the major importing countries. While China will likely need a lot of pork further out, physical deliveries are lower year-over-year into the region. Lean hog futures have shaken off yesterday's weakness and all offered contracts are trading higher than yesterday's close. Continued volatility is expected in the near to mid-terms as the ASF situation simmers and pork pipelines are potentially remapped. And the outlook today, partly cloudy, wind southwest 30, the high forecast 7, which we have reached, the low minus 7. Tomorrow, sunny skies, wind south 30, the high 8 degrees, 60% chance of evening flurries tomorrow, and the low minus 1. On the roundup, Estevan is 5, Saskatoon 8, Swift Current 4, Weyburn and Yorkton both 7, Regina cloudy in 7, that's 45 Fahrenheit. Winds from the south, southwest 23, gusting to 39, cloudy in Moose Jaw 6, Wind southwest 22, gusting to 31. Once again, Regina, cloudy and 7, that's 45 Fahrenheit. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.